0: Chapter 10. The Clickety-Clockety Hills Bonky fell. She fell from the ice ocean in the sky. Sharp, dark mountain ridges shot past her. She fell through the light and into the darkness. She fell through dense fog. She couldn't see the sky anymore. She fell through the ground. Where the ground should have been. Where the mountains reached their base, where the trees end and the roots begin, she kept falling, down into the abyss. Everything around her was now soil. It was narrow. When she reached out her arms, she could touch the dark, damp earth with her fingertips. She didn't want to know where she would land, or where the fall would finally come to an end, where she would end. She felt a rush inside. A rush in her heart and in her thoughts. And her body rushed down without the ability to do anything. She closed her eyes. Bonki landed hard on something very soft. Her body bounced up and down on the softness. She rolled back and forth. It tickled. The softness was wet. Bonki turned her body but there was nothing to grab onto. Whatever she had landed on moved. It tickled and swayed under her, and she had a hard time trying to stand up, let alone sit up. Bonky looked up. What a beautiful ceiling! It was completely covered in beautiful, shiny, shimmering fish scales. Bonky laid on her back on the strange surface and moved with it along the ceiling. She couldn't take it anymore. She didn't want to know what she was lying on or where she had ended up. She wanted Raga and Muffin to be there. For a split second, she hoped that they would have jumped after her. But she immediately realized this was a bad idea because they would have fallen too. Bonky thought of Raga who would have thought this was super cool. She tried thinking this was super cool, but it only felt tough and scary. All of a sudden, the tickling surface disappeared under Bunky, and she fell straight to the ground. But the fall was short. She had not been so high up. In a circle around her stood ten small green ladies, with very puzzled looks. Or were they ladies? They weren't more than half a metre tall, all with the exact same fish-scale dresses. But the most striking thing about their appearance were the living fish-tails they had atop their heads. Bonky now realised it must have been the fish-tails that had tickled, and why she'd had a hard time pushing herself up. Stressed, the fish-tails fluttered back and forth on the ladies' heads, But the ladies remained still. Like they were frozen, they stood staring at Bonki in wonder. Bonki sat down on the ground, drew her knees up to her chin and hid her head between them, while her hands grabbed hold of her legs really hard. She heard the ladies breathing around her. They were still there. Go away, she whispered to herself, but instead the little ladies all took a step closer. Bonky pressed her head even deeper between her knees. Suddenly, something changed. Bonky could feel it in her bones. The ground she sat on started quaking. The ladies who had been frozen began to tremble, and the fishtails on their heads made a clicking sound that they hadn't done before. Bonky peeked between her legs at her feet. Where has she ended up? She gently moved the sole of a shoe over the beautiful shimmering floor she was sat on. The stepping sound of high heels clacking echoed further away. Sharply the fish ladies turned around as if they had been given an order and now they all stood with their backs to bonky. She tried making herself as small as possible. The steps of the high heels sounded determined and whoever wore them marched firmly across the fish scaled floor. The ladies closed the circle tighter around Bonky by taking a single step backwards towards Bonky, and tipping their heads slightly back so the fish tails formed a waving silvery roof above her. The closer the clacking heels came, the more intensely the fish tails fluttered. The high heels stopped right next to the fish ladies and Bonky. Bonki stopped breathing. The steps had not been kind steps, and the voice that came from the steps was not at all what Bonki had expected. Very quiet, and what sounded like a child, whispered, The disobedient disappear. Slowly the clacking heels and voice started moving around the circle of fish ladies. They stopped again, The disobedient disappear. The voice had bent down and whispered directly in line with Bonki's face on the other side of the fish ladies. Everything stood still. The fish tails had stopped moving and hung slack over Bonki. Did the voice see her? Is that why I had bent down? But the voice and heels suddenly turned and walked off. Not before the sound of them disappeared into the distance did Bonky dare to move her numb arms. As soon as Bonky moved, all the ladies turned around, again as if they'd been given an order. One of the ladies broke the circle and pinched Bonky hard in the cheek. Ow! Bonky rubbed her cheek. Ow! The lady leaned forward and pinched again another lady leaned in and pinched her other cheek. Stop it! Bonki put her arms around her face as more of the fish ladies leaned forward and tried to find a piece of a cheek to pinch. Ow! Stop it! Bonki didn't dare to speak aloud as the clacking high heels might return. After all the ladies had tried pinching her multiple times in the cheeks, they returned to the circle and looked at her. The first lady that had pinched Bonki nudged her with a foot. Bonki understood that they wanted her to move. When Bonki looked up, she was struck by the beauty of this place. Her eyes swept over the great hall. Everything was covered in gleaming white oval tiles. It looked like fish scales. Even the ceiling, the rounded walls and the floor were covered in scales. The ladies wanted her to move. In the same circle formation as before, they started to walk with Bonki, stuck inside, being shoved along. They moved fast and Bonki had to run a little to keep up the tempo. But it was hard as the ground was uneven, made from scales overlapping each other. At first Bonki thought all the scales were white, but now she saw the colours shifting. It appeared as if everything was mother of pearl. But where the green ladies placed their feet, the scales turned green. They had entered into a large, equally bright tunnel, covered in the same scales as the beautiful hall. The ladies suddenly stopped. Bonky fell forward. Ow! That really hurts. She bit her lip and shut her eyes. When she got back up, there was blood on her knees. The scales were sharp. In front of Bonki, the ladies had split their circle to lead her towards and through a door they had stopped in front of. The door was covered in the same scales as everything else, and she would never have seen it if it had not stood slightly ajar. The ladies behind her took a step forward, as if to urge her onwards. Bonki took a cautious step. Was she the only one going in? Alone? Alone? The fish ladies formed a tight corridor. There was nowhere for Bonki to go other than through the glistening door. When she was almost at the door, the ladies pushed her, and she went through the door and into thick darkness. Seconds after, the door slammed shut behind her. It wasn't dark. It was pitch black. Bonki looked where her hands should have been, but saw nothing. She moved her hand to her face. At least that's still there, she thought, as she touched her cheek. What would she do now? She waited for her eyes to adjust to the darkness. The room smelled clean and cool. The uneven ground under her feet felt like the beautiful scales from the tunnel before. Your eyes will not adjust whispered a voice out of the thick, black darkness. "'Sit down carefully and crawl this way.' The voice continued. It was a gentle and kind voice, floating forward like a melody. Bonki still did not move. She didn't dare. She didn't know what to do. Slowly the voice started humming. Bonki had heard the melody before, But before she had time to place it, a new voice floated forward alongside the first. This one darker and deeper. Gently, the darker voice filled out the melody with verses. Verses about a forest. It was difficult to hear, the words floating back and forth. One more voice, then yet another, started humming. The four voices hummed and sang. Together, and each on their own. The darkness in front of her was filled with secret tales, creatures and forests. The melody reached gently forward before throwing itself at her. It swept around her, pulled her close, then threw her away. The melody, the song about places she was never meant to know, made her feel like the loneliest person in the world, but also that she had been chosen. The song carried her through the forest where she met Raga and Muffin. Past the stringlings. She glimpsed the wokasis and all the hard, thick roots. She felt the ice under her hands and Arbel's mechanical voice made her shiver until her hair on her arm stood up. She fell. Again. The melody's words carried her places she had not yet been. Into darkness, through loud roars and over rocky cliffs. She didn't want to know more. She wanted the singing to stop immediately. Raga and Muffin's comforting faces transformed into harsh, silent shapes that belonged to hard figures she'd never met. Stop! screamed Bonky, nearly crying now. The song ended abruptly, and it became as quiet and pitch black as when she was first pushed into the thick darkness. Bonki remembered where she had heard the melody. By the campfire, where she had met Taki and Tiki the very first time. Tears ran down Bonki's face. They ran down her throat to the edge of her shirt. They ran down into her mouth, and she tasted the saltiness on her tongue. Bonki sat down carefully, and slowly started crawling towards where the melody came from.